composting, whether it's at home, schools, restaurants, or in a business office, no matter where you compost, it's an easy way to make a positive impact for the environment. Proper composting of the organic waste we generate in our daily lives has multiple benefits. One of which is that compost can reduce our dependence on harmful chemical fertilizers, help recover soil fertility, improve water retention in soil, and help deliver nutrients to plants. But composting is also really important because the FDA estimates that food reaches landfills more than any other single material in our everyday trash. Roughly 24% of municipal solid waste is food. And all that food sitting in landfills generates methane, a greenhouse gas that has 80 times more warming power than carbon dioxide. Not to mention, it's such a waste of resources. All the water, fertilizers, cooling, delivery, and much more that was required to produce any food and it's just sitting in a landfill generating greenhouse gases. That's why composting is essential now more than ever. And that's where the team at Biocotech Americas comes in. Biocotech Americas has a cutting edge on-site composting technology called Biospeed. Biospeed not only diverts food and other organic material from landfills, but also it's a waste management system that sits at a company's premises and allows the company to transform organic waste into nutrient-rich compost without needing to transport it to another facility. And it can happen within 24 to 72 hours. Biospeed allows businesses and people to make a positive, tangible impact on the environment and be at the forefront of meeting their environmental, social, and governance goals and carbon reduction targets. In this episode, I speak with Tanner Farrow, the CEO at Biocotech Americas, to learn why composting is essential and the benefits of the Biospeed composting technology. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey, Tanner, thank you so much for joining the Sustainability Champions podcast. Great to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Of course. The, the way I like to start these conversations is really just big picture, kind of elevator pitch for what is Biocotech? Yeah, definitely. So I Biocotech Americas acts partially as a waste management consultant and also as the exclusive distributors for the Biospeed composting technology. Mm -hmm. um, this is a technology originally designed in Bergen, Norway, currently manufactured out of Sweden and distributed globally. Um, our main goal with this technology is to help businesses divert their food waste from landfill and other organic material like landscaping waste, agricultural waste, um, by using the Biospeed technology um, and saving them money in the process. Um, so really our first step is to dive into a company's waste management goals, their carbon reduction goals, and assess where they're at as far as keeping track of their waste streams, how much waste are they generating, um, how much they're currently paying for their waste, and then sizing them with the, one of the four of our products that range in a sizes from 250 pounds up to two tons of capacity per day. Um, so once we kind of move forward through the initial analysis, um, we will install the machine on site at the location of the business. Um, that includes businesses like K through 12 schools, 
um, colleges and universities, uh, restaurants, hotels, um, pretty much every industry generates food waste. So we're exploring industries. Um, by integrating the machine on site, they achieve a couple key value drivers. Mm -hmm. The main the main one, the purpose of our company is to provide sustainability benefits. So we allow them to reduce their carbon footprint, one, by eliminating um, methane gas, the, the gas generated by rotting food waste in landfill. Um, we help them eliminate the carbon emissions associated with their waste collection vehicles. And then third, the opportunity to sequester carbon um, from the atmosphere using the compost product in our soils. <clears throat> and then the second value driver is it has to be affordable. It has to provide cost savings. It has to financially make sense for our customers. So um, by eliminating the necessity for waste collection services, um, depending on the geography and what the client is currently paying, we have the opportunity to save our clients quite a, a lot of cost in their operational budget that's allocated towards uh, waste collection services. Amazing. That's cool. So if we just, um, there's a lot to, to go through here. If, if we take yeah, just yeah. A, a step back, what I, what I like about your process is that you first start what sounds like to me like a waste management consultant. So you go in and you basically take a look at the entire um, waste landscape, if you will, I guess, of that company. And then from there, you're able to provide uh, additional help. So if we start with that part and we, because the, the biospeed composting technology is fascinating. I really want to go into that, but I also want to understand waste on a bigger picture first, just because as we were talking about before we started recording, there's just so much opportunity with waste and, and the circular economy is a huge thing right now that's being discussed all the time. So I guess if, we, and you've already mentioned a little bit about methane and, and sequestration of carbon by making sure that things don't go to landfill. But if we just take a, a step back from all of that, and, and just broadly speaking, what is the biggest challenge associated with waste in general, or some of the biggest yeah. challenges? Yeah, I mean, it, de it depends on the waste stream. Yeah, uh, what part of the supply chain from uh, resource extraction to waste management, you're looking at there's waste along every aspect of the supply chain. Um, so I guess from our perspective, I'll focus on what we are kind mm -hmm. of focused on and that's food waste. 40% um, of all the food generated globally is wasted in some fashion or another. In the United States right now, anywhere between 30 to 60% of our landfills are food waste or other organic material that could otherwise be diverted and composted and turned into um, a nutrient rich soil amendment and or um, diverted and anaerobically digested for waste to energy. Um, so from my perspective, the biggest hurdle right now is just simply the lack of infrastructure. Um, and that infrastructure includes the our technology, the biospeed composting technology, all the way up to um, municipal um, 10,000 tons of every quarter waste facilities uh, that have the ability to process very large volumes of the waste we're generating. Um, so we're seeing uh, this infrastructure begin to get put into place, um, which is kind of being catalyzed by legislation. 
Mm-hmm. So we're seeing food waste diversion land man, uh, food waste diversion from landfill mandates starting to rise up. Um, I think in nine different states now, um, in different uh, municipalities like Austin, Texas, uh, Minneapolis, Boulder, Colorado, um, just to name a couple. And once this legislation goes into place, and there's actually monetary penalties for sending your food waste to landfill. Um, or other organic material to landfill, uh, then we're going to see the infrastructure and the markets start to develop. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And and I think governments have such a have such a strong lever uh, in that sense of you know taxing any food waste and making it really expensive and sort of uh, yeah non on, undesirable for a company to want to do that as in throw yeah. food or, or organic materials away. Um, but I suppose what, what you said at the very beginning was that one of the things that you, that you provide to companies as a benefit is uh, really reducing their operational, the, the cost and operational budget from the point of view of managing this waste. So even with, yeah. it sounds like even without the government uh, incentives or, or, or punished penalties, um, there's a, a strong reason for a company to want to actually participate in reducing the amount of waste that they, food waste specifically, that they throw away because it's already better for their bottom line. Yeah, totally. And that's that's a key point for us and a key thing that we try to communicate with our clients is waste management is a variable cost. It's It's not going to remain whatever it's been over the last decades, mm-hmm. um, $50, $50 a ton or $100 a ton, depending on your geography. Um, there's a number of factors that are contributing to an increase in waste collection costs. And that includes things like China's ban on recyclables, um, the gas prices, which I know everyone is aware of. The um, waste management companies will funnel through um, any gas prices, they're called fuel surcharges, um, mm. and that increases your waste management bill, um, and then legislation, and then also just simply that our landfills are filling up, like landfills are a finite space, we cannot continue permitting and filling up landfills, we need to start creating this circular option for businesses and and residential yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and if landfills are filling up, and as you said, thirty to sixty percent of uh, the material or the waste in a landfill is organic and can be composted, it sounds absolutely insane that we're not, you know, and because yeah. we are going to run out of space eventually. You can only dig so many holes in the ground and fill it up, and yeah. you have to. I mean, it, it's extremely toxic, and there's so much methane and all all Definitely. the leaching into the water. Um, one point that you made, which reminded me, are, are you familiar with Project Drawdown? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I, I haven't checked the website in a, in, a, in, a, in a year or two, but probably a year now, at least not closely. But one of the things that they mentioned, at least in 2022, I guess it was at the beginning, was that reducing project drawdown uh, is basically this idea of what are the technologies or the things that we have available to us today in order to actually reverse um, not so much climate change, but the amount of CO2 that's being emitted into the atmosphere. Yeah. And first you get it to zero and then you actually get it to a point where we're removing carbon from the atmosphere. So that's what they mean by drawdown, just a bit of context. Um, but one of the top three things that they said um, last year for actually getting there that we can do today is removing food waste in general. Yeah. So, I mean, what you're doing, and and I guess this is a really good 
segue into um, the biospeed composting, but what you're doing is, I mean, one of the most important things we can we can actually focus on when it comes to climate change, uh, which yeah. is super empowering. And I bet actually it makes that I would I would imagine when you're talking to clients and and talking about the work you're doing, it's a it's a great point for them um, to feel good in addition to saving money. Yeah, that that's funny you bring it up because we actually quote Project Drawdown okay. all the time on our sales decks and everything. Um, they have a ton of good information and they're not, they don't stand alone with that, um, concept, uh, methane reduction, uh, through diverting food waste from landfill and reducing, um, methane from agricultural settings or oil and gas settings, um, is also mainstream with the United Nations as well. And mm. the COP 27, and they've introduced the methane um reduction pact over the last couple of years um so yeah it, it's i think it's partially because it's such low-hanging fruit like the impact is there but also it it's available we can solve it now the solutions exist and it's like you said it's low-hanging fruit which is a nice little pun but it's it's completely like it's just so easy you know all yeah. you have to do yeah. is just not put it into the trash can you yeah, know behavior, behavior change yeah <laughs> exactly um and so on that point of, of behavior change i think this is uh the perfect time to bring up the biospeed composting technology so um again kind of starting in a similar way of just a little bit bigger picture in terms of what it is that we're talking about and then we can go into the detail so what is the biospeed composting technology because it's pretty special yeah um, so the biospeed composting technology is considered an in-vessel biodigester. Um, what the does of, all of that mean? I don't <laughs> uh, the purpose of biodigesters is to transform organic material into another product. Yep. Um, we are classified as an aerobic digester. So that means our microbial biome is receiving oxygen at all times rather mm -hmm. than an aerobic one. The Biospeed Composter is a fully computer automated composting machine um, that has the ability to process between 250 and two tons of organic material um, in a 24 to 72 hour period. Um, we're able to achieve this uh, through our automated computing system, which optimizes all of the variables that are most essential to deco decomposing organic material. Um, those include heat, agitation, oxygenation, um, and maintaining the microbial microbial environment. Um, during this process, we're also able to reduce the material by volume in by about seventy to ninety percent. So, if you're loading the machine um, with food waste seven days a week, you're only getting that a single day's worth of compost material out the part that i mean completely blows me away is the fact that and correct me if i'm wrong but with if i put in if i'm a restaurant and i had a busy night and i had a bunch of food scraps and even some food waste that i'm dumping into this thing um in 24 hours i will have compost like that complete compost or what yeah what what happens within that 24 to 72 hour period 
Yeah. So compost, compost is an interesting substance. It can be used for so many different things like mm. us controlling erosion. It can be used to help build wilderness areas after a wildfire. It can be used as a potting soil. It can be used as a weed suppressant. suppressant. It can be used as all sorts of different things to assist our kind of ecosystems. So yeah, within this 24 to 72 hour period, after you load the machine with your food waste or other organic material, um, we have these heat sensors on the bottom of the machine that are gonna control the heat of the mass. Um, we are shooting for about 160 degrees Fahrenheit. And this is the opti optimal environment for thermophilic microbes um, to rapidly decompose the organic waste. At the same time, our agitation auger, which are these large rotating augers that are within the whole of the machine, are going to be operating on an interval. So every four minutes, they're going to fully flip the material, and that's going to provide oxygen uh, to the microbes. Um, and this is, so we're taking a kind of the municipal scale version of composting, those large windrow piles you're probably familiar with, where they have the big machines that flip flip okay. the waste over yeah. and we're just condensing that we're scaling that down so um and then on top of that we have a large uh ventilation system which is constantly drawing oxygen in um to the composting environment um so by expediting the agitation providing optimal heat and providing optimal oxygen that's how we're able to transform food waste to a usable compost soil amendment in such a short amount of time. I mean, that's incredible because mo most of the time, if you have a compost pile, like we have a compost pile here. Yeah, it, it can take weeks, you know, if you just just throw an apple in there or whatever. Um, yeah. And it just sits, especially if it's like right now, you know, it's February when we're recording this. So it's kind of cold. Yeah, it, it can take a long time, but this is this is being done in, in literally a day or two or three at, at most. Yeah. Yep. Which is incredible. And so um what first of all, I mean, typically with compost, although not always it depends, but typically you have to be very careful with what you put into it, meaning you know, sometimes you don't want to put too much citrus if there's like worms in there because it's too acidic for them. And uh, meat products are typically off the table because again, it rots and whole other stuff. So, I mean, is it is it the same with this or basically anything that is organic can go in there and it just automatically or magically basically turns into compost after a few hours or yeah. a few days? I think generally when, when you're talking about kind of the backyard compost pile you might have at your house that you described, like it's definitely important to be very weary of what you put into the into your composting pile. Mm -hmm. um, it can attract pests. And if you're not being diligent about agitating the mass or checking the temperatures, things like that, it can start to start to smell bad and bring in pests and, um, yeah, just not be a great scene. Um, but as you start to scale those operations up and you include kind of large scale mechanical agitation like we do, um, and you are creating an ideal biome for the material to be processed, then we can start to introduce some of these things that may not typically be compost, have the ability to be composted in your backyard. Mm. Um, so we, 
pitch to our clients that they can process anything of biological origin. So if it comes from the earth, it should theoretically be able to compost. That being said, there are certain things like citrus or large bones or super thick landscaping sticks and wastes like that that are going to take a longer time to break down. So we kind of create standard operating procedures um, for our clients to make sure they're not overloading the machine with something that's going to be difficult to digest. And they have kind of a nice balance between their carbons and nitrogens. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's that's what we're shooting for. A, a nice, balanced, diversified waste stream. That makes sense. And and once that once the compost is ready to go, uh, because as you said at the very beginning, this is done on site. So one of the one of the cost savings is the fact that you don't have to have a waste company come pick it up. Um, so you don't pay for that. You just have the machine sitting in a spot, I imagine perhaps the kitchen or something, and it's just doing its thing, cooking away. And then you have this compost. I mean, if you're a restaurant, you have now like basically dirt sitting in your kitchen. What do you, what does a restaurant or a hotel or any of your clients do with that? Especially if they don't have a garden in the back or maybe they do. So this kind of goes back into like our business assessment period. So we, we believe that we are a piece of the puzzle for solving this issue. We don't think we can, we're like the one size fits all solution for food waste diversion. So before a a person or a business considers buying um, the composter or moves forward with the composter, we try to make sure they have a really good idea of what they want to do with the product after it's out of the machine. Um, If you're a restaurant, in a urban area and you don't have a green space, but you really want this composter, you like the idea, you like the cost reduction and the carbon reduction, um, you can partner with like a local urban garden or you can have a farm come collect it and take it out of the city or something like that. There's a million ways um, we can distribute the compost and make it useful. Um, But for the businesses that we are targeting, that actually have green space and places to use the compost, which is kind of like our ideal situation to really make it circular, like remove collection vehicles for the compost as well. Um, Universities, corporate campuses, resorts and hotels, all these places have so much green space, uh, whether it's grass or um, garden beds or or whatever. Um, We help consult with them on how much compost compost to use per acre and how to spread it. And um, there's actually a very useful resource that we use the field guide to compost by the U S compost council. It's pretty, pretty dense reading, but it, it gives you a good idea of, of how compost can be used and in what environments. Yeah. That's amazing. I I think it, it, it makes such a good story as well. First of all, you're actually doing, you know, as, as a client, using this this product you're actually doing a lot of good uh, and we've talked about that re- reducing the amount of um uh carbon that's being emitted from all the various elements whether you're avoiding things from landfill or avoiding um actual vehicles being used um but also just the story i mean you're you know you're quite literally making if, if you have a space on like if it's a university and they have it and they have a space on campus uh, and they're taking all the food from the dorms and composting and then putting it back and then 
back into the garden, growing food to use in the dorms. I mean, what an incredible yeah. story and to, to be a student and, and be part of that experience, you know, and, um, is incredible. And, and I would imagine the food tastes a lot better because they're using like really good compost material. Yeah, definitely. That's, you're kind of describing another added benefit is, um, we also replace like synthetic fertilizers or have the opportunity to replace mm -hmm. synthetic fertilizers in a, a garden like that or something. So it really has the potential to generate high quality food in that circular way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, if you're like some, I can, I can imagine, you know, here in San Francisco, for instance, this would go over so well, just hearing a farm to table restaurant that, you know, is growing its own produce or parts of the, not all the produce maybe, but some of it. And they're using the, the food scraps from the kitchen to grow that produce. I mean, people are all, are all over that. The marketing of, yeah. yeah, the marketing is fantastic. I'm, I'm, I love that kind of stuff, you know, to think like, you know, here's like some sauce that I didn't finish and they'll just compost it and it'll turn into or whatever. Um, I, I just think it's amazing. And so yeah. this is a, an aside, but I think it's worth mentioning it. These kind of things need to be talked about. You know, I, I really hope your clients when, when they incorporate this into their, uh, into their operations, they talk about it, put it on their website. If they're a restaurant, put it on their menus, or if they're a hotel, have signs about it somewhere, because otherwise you're going through all this effort and people just don't know, you know, but yeah. if you give them yeah. and people, the thing is people want to know, they really do. Like I, I'm, I'm getting all excited <laughs> about it. If I go to a restaurant and I find out they're doing this, I, I would tell everyone like, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, the food tastes yeah. great and they have this whole composting thing. Yeah. And you don't, you also, for this one, for this sustainability project, in my opinion, you don't necessarily have to be like a huge sustainability advocate. It kind of just makes sense for anyone, even if you're more conservative, this is like a more efficient, more cost-effective way to manage our natural resources. Exactly. And like you said, even if you don't care about the environmental aspect at all, just the financial element of we're cutting all of these costs. Yeah. It just makes so much. And also, if you are growing your own food, then you don't need to buy that food. So, I mean, there's just so many costs that you're cutting. Was there a moment when you realized that this is what you wanted to do? Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, I was, I was looking for a job in sustainability. I landed with this company um, and I loved the concept. I was fired up about the idea and it kind of just slowly kept growing on me like I just started to realize some of the things you're realizing now and when you start to dive into waste management as an industry and just discover how much opportunity there really is mm -hmm. it, it became it became clear to me that this this was something legitimate um I I believe the concept is truly capable of transforming the way society looks at waste and manages waste Mm -hmm. um and that's that's kind of what keeps me motivated is is the idea of transforming or being a part of the transformation of an industry for the betterment of of our societies yeah i think that's great and i, I completely agree with you i mean as i'm hearing i'm i'm basically thinking the same thing which is this this opportunity is huge and i and even if you just only focus on universities in the US and that was your only client which is which it's not but the number of universities in the US and the amount of I would imagine the amount of food waste generated because you have 
the dorms, but you also have restaurants on campus, like little cafes and things. And, and then even off campus, you have typically, um, you, you know, like the student town where everyone lives and there's a bunch of like pizza things there, bars. I mean, it, you know, a university can have anywhere between 20 to 50,000 people. It's a lot of people and all of them are yeah. eating something. So, yeah. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I think we use an estimate of about half a pound uh, per meal per person per or per person per meal mm -hmm. um, of food waste generated. And that's pre and post consumer. So yeah, if you have 40,000 people eating just one meal on campus and half of them will be eating more, it's half a pound of waste a day per person. It's crazy how much food waste is generated and it's just, it's not being utilized. There's so much energy and nutrients in the wasted food that we need to repurpose. So yeah, you're, you're right on point with that. Yeah. And, and that's just universities, but you were talking about restaurants, hotels, and of course, organic material then moves on to landscaping. I mean, just the amount of opportunity here is insane. And, and yeah. all of it, if it ends up in landfill, just starts contributing to climate change. And it's just a waste of resources. Someone had to grow it, put water yeah. into it, all sorts of fertilizers, moving it around, all of that just into landfill. It's such a waste yeah. yeah for lack of a better word um what, what would you say i mean at this point it sounds like the opportunity as you just said is is really big um and there's just so much work to do i would imagine if i were in, sitting in your shoes i would be a bit overwhelmed almost with just how much there is to do uh, which is really exciting but at the same time yeah just one day at a time but what is next for biocotech yeah um i it kind of feels like we're in the early stages of the circular economy still. I know that it's a buzzword and there's a lot of action and dollars going into the circular economy, um, but I, I, we're still sending the vast majority of our material that we consume to landfill. So we're kind of, it's exciting to be at the forefront, but we don't really know what direction is gonna, what industries are gonna trend and what direction they're gonna go. Um, we do feel confident that food waste and organic material is going to be a large piece of the conversation. Um, as for now, um, we're continuing to explore different industries and different applications for the technology. Um, we're working on a number of pilot programs for different corporations. We're in um, uh, corporate campuses right now. Some of the largest companies in the world are piloting our program or our technology on their campuses. Um, resorts and hotels is a big one, especially uh, remote resorts. We're having some luck in ski resorts, mm, which is pretty great. Yeah. Um, because they have to haul their waste so far to landfill typically. Um, we've also explored the national parks. We would love to get into the That's national cool. parks and kind of give back in that way. Um, and then, of course, education is great. K through 12 education is especially great. Um, the machines are relatively simple to use. And the K through 12 schools we're currently in, the students are kind of managing the process mm -hmm. and it incorporates directly into their curriculum. Um, anyways, yeah, we're going to spend the next couple of years here continuing to explore industries. Uh, we're working closely with our clients and our manufacturers to continue refining the products and improving the technology. Um, and then, yeah, working on different verticals for our business as far as consulting and add-ons and other potentially 
processing other materials on site and there's a million ways we could go, but we're just trying to stay grounded in, in the moment for now. Yeah. And that's one of the challenges of being in a, in a space where there's so much opportunity. You have to be careful not to stretch yourself too thin because all of these opportunities sound equally exciting in their own ways. Um, yeah. And they're at, at, at this point, they're practically infinite because it's such a, such an early, early, we're such in, in such an early stage of the process. So, yeah. I mean, the opportunity with just schools or, or just restaurants, right. I mean, it's practically infinite around the U.S., not to mention this could go global easily. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very, very yeah. exciting. That's a good point. I just I should add that actually we do have machines throughout Europe at this point. Cool. Um, yeah. In Italy, Greece, and then Norway, Sweden. So it is starting to expand. And I think there's actually a lot of interest in um kind of the Middle East and Africa for this type of mm. technology. So it's cool. Opportunity is everywhere. Yeah, well, yeah. But, so if someone wants to learn more about Biocotech, take a look at the product, maybe trial it out if, if you know, someone here listening to this has a has a restaurant or a hotel and wants to really get learn more, what, what's the best way to, to find out more or, or even get in touch with you? Yeah, um, we have our website. It's biocotechamericas.com. Um, there is a at info consultation request or form you can fill out to get in touch with one of our um, sales sales representatives and then we also have an instagram it's biocotech am b-i-o-c-o-t-e-c-h-a-m and then a linkedin page as well um, and you can communicate with us through any of those platforms and we're happy to talk to anyone even if they're interested in not buying and just want to discover more about it so um, yeah, Tanner, thank you so much for your time. I, I think this technology sounds amazing. The work you're doing with management, with the consulting aspect of it as well is really important because I think companies need to learn how to think about waste differently, first of all. Yeah. Uh, and so you provide that sort of framework and assistance. And then of course, with the biospeed uh, composting tech, uh, I mean, you provide an incredible solution that solves so many issues. So best of luck as you as you keep going forward. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so much opportunity. I'm, I'm really excited for you because you could go in so many different directions. And, and like you said, I really see it too. This technology has a true opportunity, I think, to really change the way waste is being managed, uh, especially food waste, because it's there's just so much of it and uh, we can really do a lot more than we currently yeah. are. Cool. Well, yeah, thank, thank you. you guys for, for all your work as well. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me on.